Hey everybody, welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Well, hello everybody. This is Bill with Mike, and we are in a new location, aren't we? This is pretty cool. Yeah, we're in the 50s diner in my house. Pretty awesome, <laughs> That's huh? right. And uh, uh, what a fun thing. We're... we're um, we started our podcast during COVID, yeah. and and uh, and for the first year or so, we were recording our podcasts from remote locations and 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 doing it on Zoom and that kind of thing. And and here we are with our friend Joe Dahl, who is helping us put all this together. And we're in person recording our podcast for the first time. It's yeah. pretty cool. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you. Yeah, way to go, Joe. Sometime uh, in the future, we'll we'll put Joe on, on the, the camera and we'll introduce you to him, but he's a great guy. So, hey, we've been spending the last eight weeks talking about this book, Master Plan of Evangelism, and by Robert Coleman. And it it's it's been fantastic, hasn't it? Oh, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. I've loved um, having read this numerous times and taught on it numerous times, and I know you have as well. It's just been such a neat experience to go through this again and to be able to share all this with everybody. And and tonight, uh, uh, today, uh, this is really our final uh, episode uh, with Master Plan Evangelism. We're going to sort of do an overview of everything that we've learned and talked about uh, these last two months. Yeah, it's a lot there, isn't there? There really is, and and really, just just to begin, uh, it in the end, it all comes down to uh, Jesus. It's our mission. It's it's all about Jesus, and and that's and that's really the point. Uh, it's not about programs. It's not about uh, anything else. It's it's about getting people in front of Jesus and and training people to be people who get people in front of Jesus. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like the I like the the, the word mission too because I yeah. feel like that's something that's missing, uh, or we've changed the word mission to mean something else. You know, perhaps yeah. mission uh, could mean well, you're just sharing the goodness of God with the world, which we would agree with, right? I mean, you want to share the goodness of God in the world. You want to whatever circumstance you're in, you want to work for what's right, what's yeah. good, and what's holy, and, and at the same time. We want to love people and we want to, you know, be accepting of people and we want to treat them as image bearers. All those things are such good missional things. But we just, I love Robert Coleman's laser focus on the Great Commission. Yeah. I mean, he, it's all about going and making disciples. Yeah. And those other things, he's, he doesn't dismiss those other things, but those are all uh, a secondary thing when we think of mission to going and making disciples. Well, and the thing I love about that idea of mission as well is that I think for a lot of people, um, the reality is their their faith and their and their life as a as a follower of Jesus becomes stale when yeah. and and they and they tend to drift and 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 kind of wander away when there is no mission. And when you realize that that following Christ actually. It is something really specific, and 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 somebody once said, you know, you're on a mission from God. Yeah, it's like whoa, like serious. You're on a mission from you God. You love that Blues Brothers quote, don't you? <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> That's a classic. But, but it is. But it's but it's awesome. You know, yeah. you're on a mission from God, and 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 it, and it. I think 
the guys that we've been working with these last couple of years that have caught this, yeah, it's completely revitalized. I think their their walk with the Lord and 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 their excitement for what what for their faith and all that kind of thing. Well, and I've had some great meetings this week too with churches and pastors, and you have too, and meeting people. And whenever we talk about the Great Commission, there's this sense of wow, yes, amen, and no, not doing it. Yeah. And so I love the practical tools here. And it all does begin, though, with the idea of, you know what, your, your life, if it's not on track, is not going to go where you want it to go. And that's where, you know, as a parent, <clears throat> I think about all the time, you know, as we're raising our kids, we're thinking our job is to get them on the road going in the right direction, right, right. you know, given the boundaries that keep them on the road. Now that road can be wide or it can be narrow, but you've got to have them on the road. Um, so I love this quote just to start things off. What is the plan of your life? Everyone has to love by some, live by some plan. The plan is the organizing principle around which the aim of life is carried out. We may not be conscious of the plan in every action or even yeah. know that we have a plan. This is the part I liked here. But nonetheless, our actions invariably unfold with some kind of a pattern at the center of things. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's living by a plan. You know, whether they acknowledge it or not. Uh, uh, Bob Dylan had a song many years ago. Remember this? You, you got to serve somebody. I don't remember. I'm not that old, though. I'm sorry. It sounds <laughs> yeah, familiar. Back in the '60s, I think. Uh, no, yeah. it was it was later than that when when Bob Dylan had a time in his life. No, when my he, great grandpa, I think, sang that song. Yeah, exactly. That really, yeah. But it, but the but this <laughs> this song was it was uh, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. And, and it was a great line. No, it is. It's a great line. And the, you cannot say enough about this idea. If, you, if you've ever been to a counselor before, one of the things that counselors do is they help you find the patterns of your life. Yeah. Because everybody lives in a pattern. Everybody lives in a cycle. And you try to break free of your pattern and then you end, go back to that bone all the time. That's just kind of mm -hmm. how you live. And I love this idea where you have to own your pattern. You have to know how you live your life. And on top of that, if your pattern and your way of living isn't revolving around, you said Jesus, Jesus and his mission, uh, then we're, we're missing it. And, yeah. I, and I love that. I love the whole thing there is, you know, and, and neither of us are great planning people. Both of us are vision people and both of us love to do stuff. But we are, neither of us are what you would call OCD people who every detail has to be better before we can make a move forward. Um, but we both have a plan for our lives. We both have a yeah. very purposeful way that we live. And anybody can have a purposeful way that you live. Yeah, yeah. And, and this idea of, of the plan being, you know, this carrying out this, this mission from God, uh, it's, it's not without risk, though. Uh, it's, in fact, what we're talking about is much harder than just going through life in a nice, comfortable place and, and not really thinking about all these things. Yeah. I think that's, uh, as we talk to people, that's probably maybe one of the, I don't know if it's the number one reason why people don't do this, but, but it's, it's, a, it's a big thing that it's, this is not safe, it's not easy. And I love this quote uh, from the book, a person unwilling to fail in the determination to find some way to get the job done will never get started, nor will the one afraid to try and try again make such progress. So you got to be willing to 
maybe fail. You got to be willing to to try and know that it may not work, and then try again. Well, and he, I wouldn't even say maybe fail. You're gonna fail. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 most people. You know, people talk about you having a videotape. I'll, I'll age myself with you there. You know, <laughs> a videotape <laughs> of yeah. your life. You know that you replay over and over again those images. Maybe we today we'd say a YouTube video. You know, where you're you're looking at your life and thinking about you know the things that have happened. And almost all of us, unfortunately, we tend to replay and hit those videos. That, that are the negative ones, the yeah. fails. And so then once we fail, that self-protection part kicks in and then we don't take that risk uh, that Christ would have us take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And so we have to find our way to get on mission. And that was one of the things that stood out about this book and is it, it puts you back on mission. It puts you in that spot where you're thinking about, man, I really need to be about the Great Commission. I need to be a disciple who loves God, who loves other people, but who's also going out and making disciples, who's purposefully and personally investing in other people's lives to lead them closer to the Lord. That's how we define discipleship at Legally. Legacy. Purposely and at Legally. And at Legally. Legally and Legacy, both, it's the same group. Purposefully and personally <laughs> investing in people's lives to lead them closer to the Lord. Yeah. And as I talk with people about discipleship, and Bill does too, when we use that language, people are like, you know what, I think I could do that. You mean I don't have to have a 14-step program and I don't have to have a doctorate in the Bible to do this? No, you just have to be possessed by the Spirit of God and be willing to take some risks. And and in my experience, I don't know what your experience is, but it's about a 50-50 ratio. And uh, where 50-50 reject, 50-50 accept my invitation to have a relationship with them. And at some point, you just have to say, go for it. I mean, if you know in advance that people may not be ready... Yeah. Pray for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you know in advance that they may, you know, it may not be the right one for them, that's fine. I had one guy who I reached out to him and thought the Lord really put him on my heart and said, you know, I think I'd really love to meet with you. And and, and he said no. Uh, and totally fine because <laughs> okay. two, two weeks later, he found somebody who was a better fit for him and what, yeah. who he was. Yeah. And I was rejoicing, you know, I mean, nobody likes to be rejected, but it didn't feel like rejection. It felt like yeah. I was part of the plan, you know, as, as the Good apostle him, Paul yeah. says, you know, some, some water, some plants, and then some reap. And if, if you're a part of the process of somebody's life, that's fantastic, right? Yeah. But that's, but what you're talking about though, is that it's all about people. Yep. And, and, and that's, I think again, as we're as we're trying to summarize this book, you know, in in twenty or thirty minutes, uh, I think that's one of the two or three top things that, that you that you see from Jesus' plan of of discipleship and uh, and and the master plan of evangelism. It was all about people finding and training people to reach people who will find and train people, yeah. and just continuing to to do that. Finding and training people who will reach people. Yeah. Well, and it, that's, I had a friend of mine who has raised his kids with one mantra. Well, many mantras, but one of the main ones is people over things. People yeah. over things. Maybe we would say people over programs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you, you don't want to look the human being that's right in front of you. Uh, and there's something about that personal connection that's so important. And, it, and if you have your idea of being, the way that people are transformed is by people meeting with people, people loving people, people teaching people, people caring about people. Uh, that's how people are transformed. 
Uh, as we've said many times in the podcast, you know, one of our favorite moments when we're meeting somebody for the first time or, or when we're doing our trainings even is asking the simple question, who impacted your life? Right, right. You know, and almost always, I don't think we've ever had a time when someone hasn't said, oh, I can name two or three people. And it yeah. was never a distant relationship. It was always a close relationship where somebody personally and pers purposefully invested in them. And you, and you always... Um you see their countenance even change a little bit and their eyes light up and they'll, and they'll say, yeah, you know what, for me, it was so-and-so. And I remember the day he invited me out for coffee and we sat down and he started asking me questions and, and they, and they go on and tell their story. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, and, and that's, and that's such a huge part about what we're doing with legacy. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. He had those, he had those guys and he, and, and he had, he had lots of people around him too, but, but the priority was on the few. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love the, that quote there. I'll just read it. The, yeah. the wandering masses of the world must have a demonstration of what to believe. They must have a mentor who will stand among them and say, follow me. I know the way. Uh, I underlined that one in the book, and I said, I really want to, when we were talking about preparation, I said, Bill, I really want to include this quote because it has a line in there that I'm a little uncomfortable with. It has a line in there that I am like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I don't think that way, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know the line, follow me, I know the way. And so, like, there's this boldness that we should have as disciples that yeah. says, you know what? I'm following Jesus. I know the way. I know how to find peace. I know how to find strength. I know how to find purpose. And as we f come to know and follow the Lord, I think more and more we recognize, you know what? This is the way. And right. it doesn't say I am the way. It doesn't say I have all the wisdom in the world. It doesn't say, you know, follow me because I am the man. Uh, quite the opposite. It says, follow me. I know the way. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. I remember one time Jody and I, uh, when we first moved to France, we were... Um, trying to find this uh, a place and without telling the whole long story that that was the essence of it that this this guy in fact we couldn't even speak to him because we, we couldn't speak french he didn't speak english but we just had a piece of paper that, that you know we're trying to get here and, <laughs> I love and, and and uh and he literally motioned to us and 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 said in essence follow me i know the way oh that's awesome what follow me i know the way what a vivid Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And that's the thing I, I think for people that we're, we're constantly inviting people into this process of being disciples who make disciples. In other words, you need to be leading somebody. You need to be mentoring somebody. You need to be participating in the process of people growing and being connected to, to their faith. And it seems like most people say, ah, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I mean, like, who am I? I'm not really, you know, all that well trained. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with this. Yeah, you guys are good at that, but uh, I don't know if I can do that. But you don't have to be. You, yeah. you, you need to be the guy that can say, I know the way. Yeah. I can point you in the right direction. Come on, come with me. Let's do this together. Well, and Jesus made that pretty clear, too. He said, I am the way. You know, Jesus right. is the centerpiece. Right. You right. know, we're not, we're not the way. Most of the time, we're in the way, frankly. I mean, we are not the way. Jesus is the way. And 
there is something, like you said, it's all about Jesus and connecting people to Jesus, connecting people to others who love Jesus, and then telling others about him. I mean, that that is yeah. the bottom line, and it's, it's good. Uh, but it's challenging because I think one of the things that is we need to start doing is seeing ourselves and that word leader has so much baggage with it, but see ourselves yeah. as influencers, see ourselves yeah. as people whom the Holy spirit, who, if the Holy spirit was in us could use us to change a person's life and yeah. the direction of their life forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then really, as we think about not only what we're doing with legacy, but just people who are followers of Christ. I mean, it's, it's essentially to the extent that you're doing this, uh, it's to that extent that that um, well, our 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 word legacy, the 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 legacy in the next generation is going to be carried on. This this quote here: the enduring relevance of all we do will depend on how well this mission of finding people to reach people is fulfilled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's going to look at. It. And Bill just did a memorial service on on Saturday and. And I've done dozens of them, probably not hundreds, but dozens. And nobody, I've never stood at one memorial service and have somebody get up there and say, and list all the material possessions somebody has. Never, never. I've never had anybody give a speech and say, oh my gosh, he had the coolest car. And you had to see his house and you had to see his summer place. Oh my gosh. And the private jet was awesome. Yeah. Instead, it's always about people at the end. That's yeah. always what people remember. Yep. It's always what people stands out. And that's as we think <laughs> about legacy and, and what we're all about. It's, man, at, at your service at the end, wouldn't it be awesome if there were dozens and dozens of people who were impacted by the life that you led? Right. I mean, I remember, and, and I don't think I've ever told this story, my dad uh was not a Christian for very long. Uh, he, he grew up kind of a, affiliated with the church, but I don't know when he became a Christian. And he spent most of his time working on Sundays and the pastor was kind of boring before our current pastor. And anyway, when we got to high school, we started doing a Mexico mission trip and he kind of really, that's how he kind of got involved. Um, and then he started going to church. He started really, he, he headed a, a building fund campaign. But this is the cool part. When he, he was diagnosed with cancer, so he knew he was dying. And I, I, I never heard my dad pray out loud ever. In fact, I don't think he ever prayed out loud except for in this moment, ever. Like not before the meal, nothing, ever. But he had us hold hands and he himself prayed. And this is his prayer. And this is crazy. His prayer was simply this. Lord, I pray that I have impacted one person's life for you. Like even he in his moment recognize and he was a wow. good guy too but that wow. was you think man as he's thinking about his life and looking back that's what he wanted he wanted to be a person who impacted other people personally and purposely to lead them closer to the lord wow yeah wow yeah wow why don't you read that next quote too that, that coleman kind of talks about this so he says if we are to train people we must work for them we must seek them we must win them and above all we must Pray for them. Uh, in other words, he's saying, if you want to, you don't just reach people to love them, but but you're reaching people with the idea that they're going to reach people. And so part of what you have to do is you have to have a purposeful way 
that you are trying to reach them. And of course, the line that I bolded and, and underlined was the yeah. last part there. Yeah. Uh, above all, we must pray for them. I mean, we yes, we do need to seek them. And we talk about that quite a bit. And yes, we have to win them over to our vision uh, and, and what we think is called. And, and that's partially just putting the scriptures and trusting Holy Spirit. But that pray for them piece is such a big piece. Yeah. It's such a big piece. Yeah. That's how I think how lives are transformed is is by praying for them. In fact, whenever I somebody meets Jesus, I always ask them if they have like a grandma or a, you know a mom or somebody like I'll that. Bet somebody's been praying for you for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And whenever I'm you know brought into somebody's path and it seems like a coincidence to them, I know it's a God incidence. Like you and I know those things, uh, and so I assume somebody's been praying. And and as as he challenged us last week, I think it was in the book. You know, when we're praying, uh, we don't just pray a generic thing. We pray that God would raise up more workers, you know, bring somebody into so-and-so's life so that they can be transformed. And same thing here. Like, I love that idea of whoever we're thinking about investing in, we should be praying for them way ahead of time and way after we've been with them. Yeah. 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 So we're on a mission from God. Uh, the example of Jesus is is to is to pray, to call people, to to bring them together, uh, and, and to teach them, um, and and to, and then he begins to gather them together. Uh, I think this is uh, for a lot of people uh, this idea of of again like the stigma of well, what it means to be a leader uh, and what it means to have a group and and I don't know if I could do that and and gosh. I, I can't even think of ten or twelve people that I would that I would lead, and it's like whoa, 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 whoa! You don't need to think of ten or twelve. Can you think of one? Right. Can you think of one person? Uh, you know that that you, that you could that you could begin to share with an impact, and and, and well, like you said, Mike. I mean, and you may ask, and and they and they may say no, or not yet, or Maybe. not yet, or they may say yes. That would be amazing. I've been praying for something like that. Well, and it could be that if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, that would be my worst case scenario. (laughs) My worst case scenario is the Lord works. Yeah, exactly. And then I have to take this next step of, oh my gosh, now what do I do? And I I think Robert Coleman, you know, he does leave that a little bit, you know, up to the person and and how you feel most comfortable and how you would talk to somebody about the Mm -hmm. Lord, how they would grow. But he had some great insights that as we're thinking about that next step of gathering people that I thought were pretty cool. The first one is this. Uh, We should not expect a great number to begin with, nor should we desire it. I love that line. Nor should we desire it. The best work is always done with a few. Yeah. What stands out to you about that line, Bill? The the whole quote there. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of stuff there. I think one of the things that, that I've learned probably more than, not more than anything, one of the things I've really learned in yeah. these last couple of years is, is what you just said right there. Just this idea that, that, um, less is more. Um, and yes, it'd be awesome to have hundreds or thousands of people coming to whatever it is you're doing. And, and, and the more people are hearing about Christ. Yeah, that's better. But I think that the point that that um, that Coleman's making, and he's making the point because he's looking at the life of Jesus, is that it, there's just far more power with the few. You think about a magnifying glass, yeah, and the magnifying glass takes the power of the sun and and focuses it down to a little point where that can we used to we used to um, do that to we oh, find don't tell you me. know. 
snails. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. Yes. But, uh, but <laughs> the magnifying glass, you know, focus power. And I think that's, that's what we see is, is that is the idea of focus power in, in the few. Well, there's so much we could, we could say about that. Um, but I would say, and Bill's had successful ministry. I've had successful ministries, quote unquote, successful ministries. Yeah, lots of people. With lots of people there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've spoken before thousands. You've run ministries with thousands in them. And at the same time, I, I know both of us uh, look at it and think that the things that we take from our ministries that are that we're the most, I don't know if proud is the right word, but that we, we really, since the Lord was in it, was those small groups, was yeah. those discipleship times and those that legacy of passing the faith on. Yeah. I know that's always been a big part of what you've done. And, yeah. and when I've been doing things well, that's what I feel like I did too. Well, well I loved it. And I'm not going to read it because it's kind of a long quote, but, but in essence, uh, Billy Graham was asked, and, and for those of you that are maybe younger, you don't know who Billy Graham is, um, arguably, certainly one of the greatest uh, traveling evangelists uh, of, of our time and maybe of, of all time. Yeah. And thousands and thousands, maybe millions of people that came to Christ through he his ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And when someone asked him, well, if you were in a, in a church, uh, how would you approach uh, uh, pastoring a church or something like that? And, and he said, well, I think what I would do is I'd get a little group of, of people together and start meeting with them. <laughs> and he basically describes this. Well, and I love the line. He actually says, I would meet a few hours a week and pay the price. And, and pay then, the price. You know, and and it wasn't like a, you know, small thing. Like he he would look at it like these guys we're we're not doing a, you know, a thin thing here. We are getting deep. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be you know, I, I also like this line too and and wanted to share it cuz that whole starting a group thing can be pretty intimidating yeah. if you don't think of yourself as a leader. It says Christ is the leader, not ourselves. Let this be absolutely clear. There is no place in discipleship for any authoritarian role or a master guru. I'll tell you, that's one of the yeah. most re releasing uh, lines in the whole book. Uh, what if you don't have to be an expert at things to lead something? What if you don't have to be somebody... When I lived down in LA, for instance, I always laughed at the young adults. And we've got Joe with us now, who's a young adult, and so I'm going to... Um, Hopefully not offend you, Joe, but uh, we used to we used to laugh and enjoy young adults in the L.A. area. So they would chase the gurus. And so whatever guru had on his, you know, um, skinny jeans and the, the right, you know, and talked the right way and had his hair done the right way, the right belt buckles and all that stuff. They would chase them everywhere. So there would be one that would pop up and you'd see a thousand young adults flock there. And then yeah. another one would flock up and then they would go from there to there. And there is that sense where people think that that's what people are looking for. Oh man, everybody's just looking for a guru, somebody who could talk like Bill can and you know, somebody who's got all this together. And I will tell you, in our experience, it's quite the opposite. And in fact, I'm not saying anything against those gurus. Either. They, they were great teachers, and they, they, they had worked their craft really well. So I don't, I don't yeah, mean to... Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all. But at the same time, I think that there's going to be a lot more impact in all those young adult lives from people who are actually investing in them in a relational context. Yeah. And, yeah. and transformational growth, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
skinny jeans is just not uh, even a possibility for me, I don't think, at this point. <laughs> Big jeans uh, feel tight these days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what skinny jeans are. Yeah, exactly. I just use that as a reference point. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but, and, 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 when you, and when you think about the, the, the ministry of Jesus, uh, he did have a few times where he got big crowds together. For sure. But most of the time, they walked away and... Yeah, they were happy because he fed them, or uh, they were they were interested in in hearing more. Uh, but this quote from from Coleman in the book: Every time Jesus had a great crowd, it seems to me that there uh, there weren't too many results. The great results, it seems to me, came in this personal interview and in the time he spent with the twelve. Yeah. When yeah. he he walked, he discouraged the crowds. He's like, remember that moment? He's like, whoever wants to eat my body and drink my blood, that's my follower. And they all laugh. Yeah, just, you don't <laughs> like that? Yeah. I mean, he purposely was. I don't really want to invest in. I mean, he just naturally drew crowds because he was crowds because he was yeah. a guru. Yeah. I mean, he was a great teacher. I mean, people said that he taught in such a way that it astonished them. The authority. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like. To hear Jesus uh, preach, and it would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, kind of as we as we're wrapping up here, you know this this um, this whole idea of the master plan of evangelism um, is is there is there something that you've been thinking about, Mike? Just as as a way to sort of summarize all this, or you kind of put put a thought in your mind that that's sort of like yeah. Encapsulates encapsulates the whole thing. I think that the bottom line with everything, Bill, comes down to being people who are led by God. Yeah, people who are being led by God's Spirit, people who are willing to be transformed, and people who are willing to put on those spiritual goggles as we talk about all the time, where yep. you see the world through the eyes of Christ, and the Holy Spirit will do that for us. And there's no special package that certain people get that other people don't get for Holy Spirit. Every single one of us has, who's a follower of Jesus has Holy Spirit in us. And every single one of us can walk with Holy Spirit every day. Yeah. And as we do that, and as I do that, and as you do that, um, we will experience a, a life that transforms other lives. We'll be drawn to people. Uh, we'll be drawn to people way more than things. We'll be drawn to people way more than programs. And we will be people who make disciples because that will be just what we do. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think just this, the, the whole idea, and again, I mean, it, it starts to sound a little bit like we're repeating ourselves, but it's just over and over again. It, it's just so much about investing in people, uh, helping them to experience uh, the reality of God, uh, giving them something to do, uh, so that they don't become uh, uh, passive, and I think I think we've talked a lot about that. You yeah. know, uh, it can get stale. I, this this quote here: uh, they must be given some way to express the things that they've learned. And I, I think that's something that we've that we've uh, uh, been experiencing. Uh, unless opportunity is provided for this outreach, the group can stagnate in self-contentment and eventually fossilize into nothing more than a mutual admiration society. Ouch. <laughs> fossilize. And, and, Ouch. And, and we've seen a few groups fossilize, you know, and, and, uh, and we've run into people that have said, 
our our group is kind of fossilized or our church is kind of fossilized or my walk with Christ is kind of fossilized. I like that that line, the mutual admiration society. Where the the it's basically the power of positivity positivity, self-help stuff. And, and again, we both are positive people and we both believe in helping uh, each other and helping ourselves. But there is that moment where you think, you know what? Life is not about you succeeding. Life is not about you finding all the great successes. And if you're a parent for two minutes, you realize that, you know, life yep. is about Christ and serving him and being obedient to everything that he would have for you. And so if your group revolves around you, your victories in life and all that great stuff that you're accomplishing, uh, it's it's not necessarily on mission in my mind. Yeah. Because right? if you're on mission, it's messy. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of man. I need to go back to the bunker because I'm out here in the the war field, you know. And it is, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 So so we have to give them something to do. We have to to uh, as we give our disciples things to do, we have to supervise that and stay on top of them, challenge them. Yeah. Uh, hey, how did it go? And 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 uh, report back and 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 continue to stay uh, on them in a sense uh, and 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 to meet with them, uh, help them to put into practice the things that we talk about. Well, that's such a big part, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we've learned is that the secret, honestly, to all of this stuff is it's really hard. <laughs> I know that's not a. It seems like a, just an easy thing to say, but it is really hard. Yep, making disciples, investing in people's lives is really yep. hard. Yeah, it is. Uh, messy, often you end up investing in people that you may not naturally like even. I mean, there is a lot of stuff that the Lord calls us way out of our comfort zones. Yeah. You know, and it, what we have found is if there's not that element of supervision, and supervision does not mean top down, you know, I'm your boss. It's walking together. It's side by side yeah. under the authority yeah. of Jesus where yeah. we're keeping each other on the road. And, but if we don't have that person who's encouraging that in us, most people don't live this yeah. and, and can't, Yeah, you know, we need, we need those people who are doing that. And that's what legacy is. That's what we're trying to be anyways. Those people who will come yeah. alongside you in your journey. Yeah. Everything should be leading these chosen men and women to the day when they will assume by themselves a ministry in their own sphere of influence. And I, and I, and that's such it's such a cool thing when you when you've been investing in somebody for a while and and, and even I, like you mentioned I, I was uh, officiating a, a memorial service this Saturday yeah and and a few guys that I've been with for a while they were there um, praying for me as I was speaking and then afterwards I was watching them walking around talking to people ministering to people and and uh, and it That's was like awesome. wow this is super cool that they get it. Oh, they're they're awesome. getting it. You oh, know? that's good. And that's the goal. Uh, I mean, we could keep going here forever, but I, I think that the best way to wind it down is just that last quote there. I mean, yeah. legacy. I mean, this. if we were to summarize this whole thing, it would be what we have learned is this. You know, Jesus has a mission. Jesus has given us a way to fulfill that mission in the Great Commission and the way that he modeled it by making disciples who would then make disciples. Yeah. He also coached them. He helped them get through this. And and now you and I, 2,000 years later, we stand here as a product of his legacy. That's and, right. Uh, and we, hopefully 2,000 years from now, unless Jesus comes back sooner, would love to see the same thing as part of our legacy that Christ has used us to, to have. Uh, 
It says this, we are not living primarily for the present. Our satisfaction is in knowing that in generations to come, our witness for Christ will still be bearing fruit through them in an ever-widening circle of reproduction to the ends of the earth and unto the end of time. Wow. That's our true legacy. That is our true legacy. And that's, and that's what this, is, this thing's all about. And uh, so... Let me kind of jump in and just say... You could tell I was about to start wrapping it up. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say this. That is not most people's true legacy today as I see it. That's not the way they're thinking. I, I think that we have to move towards this. And we yeah. want to encourage people to move towards this. We want this to be our true legacy. Right, right. But we have to be those people who are willing to boldly go and boldly be people who will invest in other people purposely and personally to lead them closer to the Lord and so that they can do the same thing. And unless we get on track, as he's talking about in the purpose of this whole book, we're going to miss the mark. And we're going to stand before Jesus someday and we're going to show him all the stuff that we did. And he's going to ask us, okay, well, what are, who are the people you invested in? Show me those folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a freebie, like you like to say, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, we're so grateful for for, uh, for all of you that have been following along and, and listening to our podcasts. And, yeah. and, and thank you for uh, supporting us financially. Uh, go to OurTrueLegacy.com. And you can click on the on well. There's all kinds of things you can look at, um, but we'd we'd love to have you click on the on the support page and uh, and and help to keep this thing going. Please uh, uh, share our podcast. We we really believe that that this stuff we're talking about is so important that that we would love to get the word out to as many people as we can. Uh, this is one one case where the um, where the the two or three people thing doesn't work as well. We'd like. More people than exponential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two to three, share two to three, share two to three, two to three. There you go. There yeah, you go. That'd be awesome. There you go. And that's the simplest way to do it, right? Share with a couple of your friends. That's right. That's right. And like, subscribe, uh, give us a, a a great rating, and uh, and just just uh, make us happy by putting into practice the things that, that we're talking about here. And we are so grateful for all of you and um, just want to encourage you, as we always do, to continue to be disciples who make disciples. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs>